Okay, a uh, little intro before we continue on in the Mimer. The Mimer talks about three different levels we're going to see in the name Tzvois. The word Tzvois means hosts. That name indicates something that uh, has multiplicity, has, has um, uh, there, there, there are many different things in that word. Be referring to um, creations of Hashem, Malachim. In this name of Hashem itself, there are three different stages in history how this name was used. Time Meisher Abenu, the Jewish people are called Tzvois Hashem, Tzivas Hashem, the armies of Hashem, the legions of Hashem. In the time of Yeshua, it says that an angel came that God sent to help Yeshua. And the angel said, I am the uh, host of the, of the tzava, of the army. I come now. I couldn't come before because in time of Moshe Rabbeinu, you're a master, you're a teacher. They didn't, he didn't accept me. Moshe Rabbeinu famously said after the sin of the golden calf, Hashem said from now on, uh, uh, I'll send an angel with you instead. Uh, different opinions in Kabbalah, what that angel, what level the angel was, level of matat, which is like machos vatsilus, whatever. So th- this this was a, a, a concealment of godliness, and Moshe didn't want to accept it. Moshe wanted to have revelation of Yuki Vavke. He wanted revelation of the truth of Atsilus, and he didn't want to have the way things are um, filtered through the name's voice. In our Mimer, there are 70 explanations of, of everything in Torah, and the Rizal says there are 600,000 explanations of everything in Torah, and that itself is not just 600,000, 600,000. Uh, times four, the 600,000 explanations of Mshat and Emma Zushan said. So, for our purposes in our Mimer, the meaning of Tzvois is not an angel, it's the way godliness is, is filtered in the, love, in the worlds beneath Hatzilus. There is a way the truth of Hashem is in Hatzilus, where Hashem and his lights are one, Hashem and the vessels are one, all there is is him. Then that's, that's the name Tzivas Havai. Tzivas Havai is referring to the truth of Hashem as it is in Hatzilus. As the truth as it is in the time of Meshach Rabbeinu, the time of Meshach Rabbeinu, says, as we'll see later in the Mimer, Meshach Rabbeinu's face like the face of the sun, which emphasizes how in the time of Meshach Rabbeinu, the Jewish people were experiencing something which was above the world. They were experiencing the truth of Hashem as, as it is in, in Atzilus. In the time of Yeshua, there was a, some kind of a concealment, and the role of the Jewish people was to bring godliness to a different reality, to a different realm, where there is a concealment. That's how it is the time of Yeshua. Then, as time progressed, we find by Chana, the first person, uh, to use the name, not, not uh, um, uh, the, first one to, the first person to use the name, Tzvois, as the name of Hashem. And in all the prophets, especially in the last prophets, uh, Hashem is called Hashem Tzvois. Not Tzvois Hashem, Hashem Tzvois, the Lord of Hosts. That name of Hashem indicates we're talking about the world, talking about the hosts, talking about the place of multiplicity. And in the place of multiplicity, in the place of, of where there is many creatures, there is a truth of Hashem that, that filters through, that, that shines through in, to some extent. That's the three levels of the name of Hashem. Corresponding to the three levels of the name of Hashem, there are also three different methods, three different levels of our service of Hashem. And they are in the exact opposite order. They, they start off with the lowest level. 
then they ascend to the higher levels. So our service of Hashem is in, begins in the lowest realm, Sivas Havayat's voice, and it ascends to Tzvois, and it ascends further to Tzvois uh, Hashem. What does this mean? So we're going to see in the Mimer how uh, we were just learning in the Mimer yesterday about uh, two ways of, of uh, serving Hashem, two ways of fighting a war. You can fight a war to, uh, to accomplish something, to gain something. We can fight a war because you are the truth and there's nothing that can stand the path of truth and it has to be a certain way. These two kinds of, of wars also exist in our service of Hashem. In other Maimarim, um, other places in Tanya also, as I mentioned yesterday, the idea of of victory means that chapter twenty seven in Tanya, the idea of victory means that there's a fight, there's a war, you're fighting against your animal soul, and you're trying to win over on a personal level that you should you should you should be able to uh, gain control. Although you're hard knuckling it to some extent, you're trying to force your way to do the right thing. There's, there's some hard knuckling it happening happening. On the other hand. The author emphasizes in Tanya, your mind controls your heart. You're able to achieve some form of control through understanding the truth of Hashem. So in a way, Eskafia, as it is in a personal service of Hashem, is kind of like the first kind of battle where you're trying to, where there's some kind of rationale, some kind of battle that makes sense. You're trying some kind of, of system. You're trying, to, you're trying to, to achieve and accomplish with your mind with your heart to get in control of your life, you are hard knuckling it. There is some 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 force needed, but it's it's the the nitzachin, the, the idea of netzach, the idea of victory is something within yourself that you are trying to gain control in yourself. That kind of victory is like the war where you're trying to gain something. You're using your mind to gain something. You you are using your mind to get control of your life. Your mind is controlling your heart. It's like the kind of war where you're investing resources to gain, gain something. Then there's another kind of, of nitzachim, the kind of nitzachim of the king, that the king says it has to be his way. The king, of course, doesn't mean the person is trying to be, uh, as I mentioned a couple of times, I don't think it's so mentioned, just briefly, it doesn't mean you're so arrogant, things have to be your way. The idea of true of a king is that he is someone who embodies the truth of Hashem. And therefore, there is no opposition in the first place. There is no opposition. There, there cannot be anything else other than the will of Hashem. That's the true idea of a king. That Tzimach Tzedek says, the reason Hashem gave us the mitzvah of having a king. What's the point of having a king? The point of having a king is that uh, we, the king is supposed to be a perfect tzaddik. And the tzaddik is a servant of Hashem. So by listening to the king, the king is an expression of Hashem's truth. So by listening to the king, you are connecting to the truth of Hashem. That, that's, what, that's the way it's supposed to be, when the king is, in fact, a righteous person. The king the, who embodies this truth of Chochmah, of Atzilus, he doesn't... The idea of victory... Oops. Oh, no. One second, I have to recharge over here.
Sorry about that, guys. Oops. Okay. Oops. I think I short-circuited the, uh, the computer with uh, all this chassidus. Okay, sorry about that. So there is a kind of victory where you're trying to fight against an opposition and you're trying to win and you're trying to get control of your own life and there's a back and forth. Then there's a kind of a war where there is no opposition. That you, the, the king has his desire and the, and the war is not about a certain thing, about a certain issue. It has to be total and complete victory the way the king wants it to be, which means in, 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 in Chassidus that as the Abishter wants there to be his hapcha, not just iskafia, not just to subdue the Yitzhahara, but there should be a total removal of tumah, of impurity from the world, and the Molar, and Hashem's truth should fill the whole world. That's, that's a different kind of word. It's not about one specific issue, it's about complete and total revelation of Hashem. And in our service of Hashem also, there is a way of serving Hashem in a way that there is no opposition. The Rebbe speaks about the first verse in Parashat Kisayt, saying when you go out to war above your enemies, when you go out to war, you have to feel you're completely above your enemies, that there is no opposition. That, that It's not like that there's a back and forth and there's a decision and you're trying to figure it out. And, but there is, just like the king, when he fights a war, there is no possibility for, for, uh, for uh, even compromise or or what things should be used in the battle. He gives everything, all the treasure houses you learned yesterday to win the war. The king wants complete and total uh, victory. It's, it, the victory is, is not about his personal gaining and achieving. It's about that the, the will of the king should be fulfilled. It's, it's about the, the truth of Hashem being revealed. That's, that's the, the idea of uh, in our service of Hashem that... There's no back and forth. It's that there is only the truth of Hashem, and that's going to win. That's that's a different kind of netzach. Netzach isn't about I have eight hard and I have to fight against him. I have to and there's a back and forth. I'm trying to win him. That's a, that's a skafia. There's another kind of battle where there is no opposition. There can't be any other choice. It's like echida, mesiras nefesh. There's nothing else. That's the war of the king. He has to have the way he wants it to be. There can't be anything else. So in our lives, the idea of being like the king means that there is no opposition in the first place so okay so let's now go into page mm alpha the mimer and let's uh, see how these three names of hashem are uh, revealed in history and then we're going to see how, what this means in our service of hashem the three levels of serving hashem havayat's voice voice and tzivus uh, hashem let's go to um page mm aleph and Vainim Bezeh, the fourth line of the page, fourth line of the paragraph. Vainim Bezeh, Kivishem Vayra, Admiram, Seven Sons of Shlachis, Mamesha, Shoz, Nikriso, Bisham Tivisavaya, in his mind, Yeshua Ksivni, Anit Sar, Tsvashem, Atabasi. In time, Amesha, Benu, the Jewish people are called Tsivis Hashem. But in time of Yeshua, it says, Tsvois, it says that this angel comes and he says, I am the angel of, of the armies of Hashem. I have come now. He said, Medish, why does he say, I have come now? Atabasi, I have come only now. In Moshe Rabchabasi, 
I came before by, with Moshe, your teacher, but Moshe said, I don't want to have this name of Hashem filtering God's truth. I want the way things are in Atzilus. Then, after the time of Yeshua, the later prophets, beginning from Chana, started to call God the God of hosts, Lord of hosts, especially the last prophets, who lived the time of the end of the period of the first temple and the beginning of the time of the exile. And this, this, this time period of Havayat's voice continues throughout the exile, including the present exile. When in Zechariah, almost every prophecy begins with, so says the Lord of hosts. But the goal is not that there should be which is the lowest level, not the Indian of Tzivasavaya, rather there should be Havaya, I'm sorry, rather it shouldn't be the Veda of Havaya's voice, there should be the Veda of Tzivasavaya. Just for a second to recap what that means is. There is the truth of Hashem as it is in Atzilus. In Atzilus, as also we'll see in the next paragraph, there is the vessels of Atzilus. But the vessels of Atzilus aren't seen as vessels, they aren't seen as concealments. The vessels of Atzilus are Iu Garmoyechad, Hashem and the vessels are one. In the time of Meshach Rabbeinu, there is a revelation, the truth of Atzilus, there is no, there's no uh, nature, just the truth of Hashem, miracles and wonders all the time. Then there is the time of Yeshua. Yeshua fights battles that are garbed somewhat in nature. There is some kind of filter for the truth of Hashem. It's not the way it was in time of Meshach Rabbeinu, it was just a pure revelation of Hashem. And then there is a subsequent generations after Yeshua, where there's an even greater concealment, and the emphasis and what's highlighted, what's felt in our world is the, is the, is the multiplicity of, of creation. And our role here is to bring the truth of Hashem into this place of multiplicity. That's how things are in the time of the later prophets and in in, in this, in this exile. We'll be in the next paragraph to explain what this means. You can jump in any time if you have any questions. The words, the hosts of Hashem, the word tzivis is secondary to avaya. In the words tzivis avaya, the emphasis is on yudke vavke. The tzivis, any other existence, what is other existence? It's completely abnegated and subservient and, and in the presence of Avaya. There is nothing else besides Avaya. All there is, is nothing else besides Avaya. That's what Tzivas Avaya means. The hosts of Avaya. There is nothing else. The truth of Atzilus. It's an army for Hashem, which means it's the world of Atzilus. There's just Hashem's truth. Whatever exists is just in the analogy the Rebbe gives in the letter, it's just, there's just the king's chamber, nothing else besides the king. The king's chamber is just him. Lumat is a new voice. Then there's a lower level. Havayat's voice. The Lord of hosts. What does that mean? That name indicates, as we learned before, I'm fighting with the wicked. I am Hashem's voice. I am the one who fights with the wicked. I fight with the, with the Rishayim. 
That means there is an opposition, and you have to fight with the opposition. That's what Havaya Tzvois uh, means. There is Havaya, and Havaya helps a situation where there is a fight. Havaya helps a situation where there's multiplicity. The Abishra helps a Jew who's fighting with his Eitzahara, and he's involved in all kinds of darkness. And the Abishra sends his assistance to the Jew in the place of darkness that he should be able to overcome the, overcome the darkness. Havayat's voice, he's in, the, he's in the darkness. And Havayat's voice, and God sends assistance into the place of the, of the, of the, of the argument, into the place of, of uh, confusion. The general difference between these two methods, these two expressions of godliness is the name Havayat's voice is the perspective of the world beneath Atzilus. Next page. There is limitation over there. And so too in our service of Hashem, being in the realm of Havayat's voice means that you feel limitations in your service of Hashem. At the very least, or at the very most, you feel that there are holy reasons, that there are logical reasons why there's, this is as far as you can jump, you can't jump higher. You have a limit based upon your intellect to how far you're going to go. Your seichel, your logic says, this is as far as we go, we don't go anymore. So you can't reach total bittal if you are uh, using your mind. Your mind says to go so far and, to, and, and stop at a certain place. <laughs> Even someone who's at the highest level of serving Hashem with their mind, they are still someone who is in a state of love with Hashem. Okay, but there's someone who loves Hashem. There's, there's, it's not total nullification. There's, there's still a tzaddik, there's still a person who is in a state of devakus and love with Hashem. There's still, still someone. You, you can't lift yourself up by pulling your hair. Your logic can bring you to a place which is higher than the logic that, that started it. Although we're talking about the highest level beneath Atzilus, the world of Bria, which is a state of devakus, the throne room, everything's in a state of total attachment to godliness. There's still a thing there. There's still someone there. There's still souls and angels there. Since there is something outside of godliness, so there is, so to speak, an opposition. It's not, it's not like the souls and angels are wicked and they're fighting against God. But looking at things from 2,000 feet up or four worlds up, uh, there is something outside of the, the truth of Hashem. The world of Bria is something outside of Hashem's truth. Even the highest level, the world of Bria, is still an outside. That's the way things are in the perspective of Havayat's voice, where the truth of Hashem trickles down into a place of multiplicity. So although the beginning of opposition, we have a whole spectrum of opposition. We have the spectrum of opposition, so to speak, the way things are in Bria, where there is some kind of kind of uh, existence. Then we have the farthest <laughs> and other end of the spectrum where a Jew is, is fighting with his Yitzhahara and trying to get things right. And there's real opposition, there's real fight, and he's tested and there's a struggle. 
So Havayet's voice means that God's truth from the world of Atzilus, there's a ray, there's a, there's a glimmer, there's, a, there, there's something from Hashem's truth that trickles down from the world of Atzilus into the worlds of Bria, into this world. And therefore a Jew is able to push everything aside and, get the, and do what Hashem wants him to do. Havayet's voice means that Hashem's truth from the world of Atzilus, something of that, just like we say about Shabbos, that something of Shabbos shines during the week, that's the prayers during the week are called the Shabbos of the, of the weekday. And so too, there is something about Silos that trickles down into the worlds beneath Silos. So because Hashem's truth trickles down to us, therefore, that's what the Gemara means when it says, Gemara says, without God helping us, we'll never win the Yitzhahara. You can't win the Yitzhahara without God helping you. God's help means that there's something from Hashem's truth, from Silos, that shines in this world. We're not talking about... Um, the truth of Hashem only in our souls. We're talking about how the truth of Hashem trickles down into this world as well. Havayat's voice is a ray of godliness, the ray of, of God's infinity that, 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 that shines in this world to some extent. That's Havayat's voice, the God's assistance, God's overt revelation in this world. That there, Hashem, you're fighting, you're, there's, there's a, uh, just to share something, happened, just happened to me, uh, I was... I gave a class yesterday to, to uh, a few guys who one of them was dealing with a real challenge in their life and the class, the subject matter of the class was exactly, he said, what he needed to hear at this time of his life. He doesn't know like how it's unbelievable how it was so orchestrated that, that he felt like Hashem had brought him to learn this because he needed this information, he needed this, 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 this knowledge to, 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 get, to, get, to, to get to be calibrated to what he was dealing with. So that's God's assistance to us in this world. There's something Hashem shines to us. There, 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 there's still the challenge. There's still darkness. But Hashem shines to us something in this world. There's a uh, beautiful teaching of the Rebbe on the first Mishnah in, uh, in, in the Gemara. The very, very first Mishnah. Mishnah says, at what time can you begin to recite Shema at night? So the Mishnah says that the same time that a Kohen would be ritually, who is ritually impure, when he is, goes to immerses himself in a mikveh and nighttime begins, so he's considered pure again and is able to now eat truma. So the parallel for this mission, our service of Hashem, is there is the nighttime. And there is the Shema. The nighttime in ourselves is the confusion, the darkness, its voice. Then there is Shema. What Shema means? Shema means being calibrated and saying, I am a servant of Hashem. I accept upon myself, Hashem is my king. The question is, how do you do that? How do you go from the place of darkness to the place of truth? So the Mishra says, it's just like a Kayin. Just like a Kayin was a moment to go impure. And now the Kayin is now able to eat Teruma, he's able to now have something which is holy. So too a Jew is able to move from the place of impurity and go to the place of purity. You could do that. It works. But then the Mishnah says, but what time? When can you do this? How far in the night can you do this? So the Mishnah says various opinions. One opinion is, well, now it gets too dark. Not too far in the night, till the, the end of the first watch, the end of the first third of the night. 
Another opinion says until until midnight. And the leader of the Jewish people, Hashem Gamaliel, the leader of the Jewish people who knows the Jews, he says, no, you could make it all the way to Amr HaShachar. Until the very, if you burnt the whole night, you, you've gone all the way into the night, all the way into the darkness, you still can say Shema. There's even an opinion that not brought this Mishnah, Hashem Yochai. Hashem Yochai says you have to say Shema until Neitzah <coughs> until actual sunrise. You have to say Shema until sunrise, of course, that's not the halacha, but... Um, but the point is that according to Chassidus, it is the Allah. According to Chassidus, no matter what, no matter how far in the darkness we've gone, we're able to come back. So what 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 does this mean? It means that there's the Abisha assists us. The Abisha helps us. That's the idea of Havaya Tzvois. That you're in the Tzvois, you're involved in in, in in the place of confusion, and God assists you. Um, let's do a few more lines. The idea of Havayat's voice means that there is a place of multiplicity, there is a place of confusion, and yet Hashem Havayat's voice, a God sends assistance from the place of truth, the place of Atsilus, into the place of confusion, into the place of darkness. That doesn't mean that you have suddenly ascended to the world of Atsilas. You're not, you're not able to uh, fly just because you can walk. That doesn't mean that, that, that uh, you're now in the realm of Atsilas. You're still in this world and you're fighting the, the, the good fight. But Hashem assists you. Then there's a higher realm, the realm of Meshach Rabbeinu, where there is no opposition. We'll see in our service of Hashem, there is a parallel for this as well. It's Hashem tomorrow. Any, any, any questions that we did today? Questions or comments or criticism? All right, a great day, Aryeh, great day, Rebarel, great day, Chalmarachai, great day, Jeff, great day, David, great day, Dr. Bresman, great day, Nachamendel.